Welcome to Civilly Speaking with host Sean Harris. Each month, Civilly Speaking brings you interviews on practical and timely legal issues on the local and national level. We hope you enjoy today's show. Hello, I'm your host, Sean Harris, and this is episode 69 of Civilly Speaking, brought to you by the Ohio Association for Justice. Today, we have several guests joining us for a special episode on the importance of communities. In honor of St. Patrick's Day, we'll be talking about the Irish community here in Ohio. Before we get to that, I'd like to thank our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by NFP Structured Settlements. NFP Structured Settlements is a leader in the structured settlement industry, offering comprehensive value-added services to both insurers and injured persons. Their dedicated and experienced claims, legal, and settlement professionals strive to help injured parties maximize their benefits, as well as to assist all parties in an effort to settle cases effectively and efficiently. NFP Structured Settlements, passionate advocates, proven approach. Well, as I mentioned, joining us today are three members, three esteemed members of the Irish community in Ohio, John Regan, managing partner at Kistling, Nestico, and Reddick, Patrick Murphy, partner at Dworkin and Bernstein, and Judge Brendan Sheehan of the Cuyahoga County Common Pleas Court. Thank you all for joining us here on Civilly Speaking. Well, thank you. Nice being part of here. Thank you. Talk to us uh, about each of your involvement in the Irish community here in Ohio. Your Honor, why don't we start with you? Okay, great. Well, I I have to tell you, uh, both my mom and dad were born in Ireland and immigrated here in the 50s. Uh, And so you can imagine being a first generation Irish American. You grew up in in Cleveland at the West Side Irish American Club, which is uh, was on Madison, is now in Olmsted Falls, and uh, it really became a sense of community growing up. It was like second nature. I'm sure uh, Pat and John will say the same thing. It was like a close knit group that you became involved with. And as part of being part of that community, believe it or not, you learned how to Irish dance. And uh, I used to be, my friends used to make fun of me all the time saying, what are you doing? And uh, little did I know I'd be made fun of by all my neighbors. You had to wear a kilt and all these things. But, uh, you know, we'd go to the Irish American Club and we'd be dancing against uh, this guy from Chicago who was just a tremendous uh, Irish dancer. And uh, we made fun of him all the time. Well, that guy was Michael Flatley, who made his career on Irish dancing. So it's just a little bit of a Irish humor. But I mean, it just it was a community we grew up in. My cousins, my aunts, my uncles. Um, and uh, even today, uh, I try to carry on that tradition with my family, with my girls being in Irish dancing and going to the Irish American Club. So that's my story. John, tell us about your involvement. Sure. So my Irish heritage goes back to my great, great grandparents who came over from Ireland in the 1800s. And um, we were not actively involved in Irish dancing or Irish music, but we certainly enjoyed attending those events. Our sense of community in the Irish world centered mostly around our church. You know, we grew up in St. Christopher's Parish in Rocky River, and then... uh, 
you know, that formed our community. I am the youngest of five kids, and that was a small family in the western suburbs when it came to the Irish. I mean, I went to school with kids who were one of eight or one of 12 kids. But, you know, our sense of community centered around our family and our church. And then, of course, most of Cleveland, the Irish Catholic community, went to one of two schools for high school which, uh, you know, formed the Holy War. It was St. Edward and St. Ignatius. And those were strong communities as well between, you know, sporting events and the school environments and just really led to a faith-based community. And that's really what I enjoyed. And that's what I hope my family enjoys today. Pat, how about you? Well, my family background is much like Brendan. And I grew up, I've known Brendan boy since we were kids. It's been that long. And so I grew up in the Westside Irish American Club. My my dad was born in Ireland. My mother was born in Australia. And my dad had been working with the company over there when they got married. And then I was born in Ireland, and we came here in uh, 1962. I was just a year old. But I've been a lifetime member of the Westside Irish American Club. I've served on the board there, uh, marched in parades uh, almost every year with the Westside IA until I became very active in the St. Patrick's Day Parade Committee, the committee that runs the parade downtown Cleveland and ultimately became the executive director of that. Both uh, my mother and Brendan's mother were selected as honorees of that parade uh, as Irish Mothers of the Year. And Brendan's so right that it was a community, and it still is. And, and we're kind of second generation because our folks came from Ireland. They were blue-collar. They worked their way through and, and did well for us. But, you know, we always go back to the people that we grew up with, and we'll never uh, never lose that. Uh, also involved in, we started in 2014, the Irish American Law Society of Cleveland. And we've done several seminars, uh, two in Cleveland and one in Ireland. We had one planned in Ireland in August, of the, this past August, which we had to cancel uh, uh, because of, of course, the pandemic. So um, I, I've been involved in the Irish community, deeply involved uh, all my life. And, and I'll open this question up to the panel, but tell us about how uh, being a member of a, a close-knit community like this has impacted or helped your career and your professional life. Uh, I should probably go first on this one. Uh, you know, I will tell you, it, it, professionally and personally, it, it has been uh, amazing for me. Uh, being a judge here in Cuyahoga County, we are elected, obviously, in the state of Ohio and campaigning and getting involved in the community. And I can tell you that uh, it's not just there's the West Side Irish American Club and there's the East Side Irish American Club. And I can tell you that if you call it a base, uh, just folks that knew you when you were a kid, like Pat and I and, and then John, too, <laughs> growing up as kids. And it's just a great, supportive community. And I can tell you, it's like in politics, we call it your home base. And uh, I can tell you uh, that community has always been very supportive, very helpful. And it's just us Irish folk. I have to tell you, we get knocked down and we get right back up. And that's the kind of, they, they will do anything to help everyone and, and make sure career-wise, supportive-wise, they just have been such a great community. So for me, uh, I, would, I, I would honestly say I wouldn't be sitting here today as a judge in this court, but for the fact that the Irish community has been very strong supporting me. So that's my story. Yeah, and I could just uh, echo what Brendan said. I mean, I've been in private practice for over 20 years, and 
the connections that I made in high school or growing up professionally, you know, I mean, to this day. And it's a, a network of supporting people with similar backgrounds who are there to lend a hand, whether it's just bouncing a legal issue off them, you know, or looking to them for support or looking to them for uh, another professional connection. It's just a great network. So, so I, I should chime in here. This is, a, to me, a bit of an amusing story. Um, I grew up at Lakewood. I went to St. James Elementary, and, but I went to Lakewood High School. I didn't go to Ed's Ignatius. And as a young lawyer in Cleveland, when I appeared in front of these Irish judges, and there were a lot of them, they would automatically assume that I was one of either an Iggy or an Ed's guy. And they would say, you're, you're from Ignatius, aren't you? And after a while, I just stopped correcting them because it was just assumed that I was one of those guys. And all my friends went to Ed's and Ignatius. But uh, still, we, we were a very close Irish community. I remember way back in the early 80s being on the St. Patrick's Day Parade Committee and Judge Seamus Cobain would always button hold me and pull me aside and, and tell me how strong the Irish bench is in, in Cuyahoga County and how proud he is of us of that, how we have to keep, keep that strong. And uh, obviously, it still is even today if you look at that roster and the man at top, Brendan Sheehan. Um, it's, it's good to see that we're very well well represented there. But, you know, folks, maybe your listeners would say, well, how do I get involved if I'm interested in being part of the Irish yeah. community? Um, it's not really just you don't have to be Irish to be part of the Irish community. I mean, we are such a welcoming group that folks are involved in. I mean, it's an open arm. You know, I can tell you that when you go to the West Side Irish American Club or the East Side Irish American Club, it doesn't matter your race, your gender, your religion. Um, they are welcoming and all folks are, are welcome there. And uh, and if they're interested in getting involved, I know Pat oh, it will tell you the, there's that Irish John O'Brien in Cleveland has the Irish Heritage and Irish uh, Festival that's in Berea. And unfortunately, last year with COVID, it was canceled. But I'm telling you, come come out there. Go go to one of those uh, events. Just walk around, meet people, and uh, and see if you're interested in becoming a member of one of the organizations. Um, the Irish Law Society, which Pat mentioned, what a great group that is. And it's just a it's a welcoming group, and I just think that if you have any interest, it'd be great to be part of it. I don't know, John or Pat, you want to add on to that? The Law Society, it's rather new still. It's only a few years old, six years, I guess. But, you know, it, it is. It's, so it's open to anybody who wants to join who's got any interest in being in the Irish heritage. And we get together four times a year and usually have a nice uh, uh, social cocktail uh, party together. And we do these seminars. We've been doing luncheon seminars. We're trying to do some mentoring. We have students involved. So it's a, it's a good pace place for all of us to get together in the legal profession and share our Irish heritage. I do have a, a funny comment here. I've been the administrative and presiding judge here in Cuyahoga County. Uh, this is my second year I'm, I'm involved as being the administrative judge. And you heard Pat talk about how this downtown parade has been such a stable, uh, strong thing in, in this community. And here I am, the administrative judge for the last two years, and the parade's been canceled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I can't get a break. <laughs> <laughs> For a real taste of, of the Irish community, I mean, there's nothing better than, as Brendan mentioned, um, the festival in Berea every year, the music, the food, the company, 
just a welcoming group. And then, of course, the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Hopefully we'll come back in the not-too-distant don't, future. Don't forget, don't, don't forget our Columbus brethren. They've got the Dublin Festival down there, which is a fantastic festival. Uh, there you uh, go. Summer there you go. Festival. Yeah. Perhaps the most important question is, given the pandemic, how will you be celebrating St. Patrick's Day this year? <laughs> you, you know, uh, it's funny because uh, one of the Irish traditions is uh, this famous mass, it's church at St. Coleman's, and that was where the parade started, and everyone would go to St. Coleman's, and uh, just to tell you how my mother, who's 83, called me last night saying, hey, Brendan, there's 50 tickets available. Are you interested in going to church with me on St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> I hate to take one of those 50 uh, tickets away from any of my uh, aunts and uncles who are retired, but we'll see. So well, I'm, I'm on the wait list, I think. I don't know about Pat or John. Well, well, that's going to be also um, simulcast, so it'll be on like Facebook Live and stuff. That is one of the biggest fundraisers for that church every year. So they really want people to to get online and attend mass uh, virtually, which I think I intend to do. I've kind of been shying away from going anywhere. But last year was the first year. Boy, we we canceled the parade. I, the, you know, I'm deeply involved in the Sebastian Parade. We canceled that on on the 12th of March, just days before the parade. And that was the first day in my legal career that I worked. I've never I've never worked on the St. Patrick's Day before then, and I remember even having to file motions with with judges to say I can't have a hearing this day because I'm so involved in this thing and how important it was. But it's very, what is very very important to the Irish community is that that uh, starting the day with that mass at St. Coleman's or St. Williams on the east side, um, very big event. But at the end of the night, we'll have a cocktail, right? Right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> at least That's how we'll finish the day, for sure. <laughs> again, it's our Jameson. We'll start at church and end with a cocktail. <laughs> and a corned beef sandwich, of course. I like it. Yeah. Well, John. Great talking to everybody. Yeah. John, yeah. Pat, Your Honor, thanks, uh, all of you, for joining us here on Civilly Speaking. Thanks. thanks Thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, Pat. Nice seeing you guys and talking to you. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks to all our listeners out there. Make sure to follow us on Spotify or subscribe to our channel on Apple Podcasts to stay informed about the latest episodes. And we'll see you here on the next episode of Civilly Speaking. 